listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. 2018 is a great year to be alive. This year is an incredible year to be alive. It is the information and the tech age. I mean, we have so much available to us right now. In the 1980s is when, um, when accessibility and mobility of information uh, started to really take off. Really, the internet just began to get started in the 80s. And, and mobility, mobile devices begin to just enter into the market in the 1980s and then really took off in the 90s. So our whole theme here is kind of an 80s theme kind of flashing back to when technology and information really begin to take off. Nowadays, I mean, you pull out your phone, you open up a news app, and you've got more information available to you in just the touch of your screen than the average person of the 19th century would have experienced in their entire lifetime. I mean, just think about that. A little less than 100 years ago, that person would not have ever experienced the amount of information that you experience in one click in their entire life. Think about that. We are, we are barraged with more information. I mean, if I want to repair my car, I don't immediately go to the mechanic anymore. What do I do? YouTube, right? I open up YouTube and I start typing in and I, I can maybe even do it myself. I watch my daughter, Rachel, <coughs> her hatchback of her Jeep wouldn't open. She opens up YouTube. Half an hour later, her Jeep door is opening and closing because she was able to fix it with some zip ties and some duct tape. <laughs> and she saved us a few hundred dollars. I was like, right on YouTube. <laughs> Matter of fact, I, we were watching a, a, a home improvement show. Anybody like home improvement show, HGTV, anything like that? Okay. Well, we were watching this one. <clears throat> it's real popular right now. It's, it's, it's the small house movement. It's about, all about these small houses. Well, this one guy said, I want to build my own small house. I want to build my own little small place. But he decided he'd never done it before. And he said, I'm going to do it all by learning from YouTube. And so the whole episode is him at night online looking how to do plumbing, how to do heating, how to do electrical, how to do all these different things. And at the end of the episode, he had built himself a small house. Now, I don't know how good it was. <laughs> But he had done it all simply by being able to get online and have access to that information. It's incredible time to live. We have more information than ever before simply by the touch of a button. It's incredible. But there are negative effects as well. And many of us, if I, if I were to interview you, if I were to ask you to come up here on stage, you could probably talk about some of the negative effects that you're <laughs> feeling in your own life, in your work life, in your home life, in, in just being constantly bombarded with information. Studies are showing that the greatest negative effect that we are, we are facing today in this information, instant society that we live in is, number one, anxiety. Anxiety is at an all-time high because we're constantly barraged with information. It causes sleeplessness. It causes fatigue. It causes memory loss. What was I just saying? That's right. <coughs> it causes poor decision-making, constantly being barraged with information. 
Studies are showing. Here's, here's one. Uh, Reuters did this survey. Now, this was in 2003. This was 15 years ago. And this is significantly important. Let me show you why. Reuters did a survey, worldwide business survey, of management, upper and middle management. And here's what they found. Two-thirds of those managers, upper and middle, suffered from increased tension and anxiety. And one-third had ill health because of information overload. That was what they listed on their survey. And this was one year before Facebook was introduced to our society. That was 15 years ago. Imagine now how it must be. This access to more information is assumed that it will increase our knowledge, right? And if our knowledge is increased, then we will have a better way of life, a better quality of life. But sadly, in the last 10 years, research is showing and reports are give, coming in that clinical depression is at an all-time high. It is more than quadrupled in the last 10 years. The problem is this. This information superhighway that was introduced to us back in the 80s, it doesn't have any rest stops. It's going constantly. It's 24-7, 365 days a year, and we all know it. We all have it. We're all experiencing it. David Lewis of the International Stress Management Association originated a phrase. You've heard of PTSD, right? Post-traumatic stress disorder. Well, he, he coined a phrase, IFS, information fatigue syndrome. Information fatigue syndrome. It's the barrage of data to which we are constantly exposed, carrying a cost both physically and mentally. And it's exhibited in our daily stress levels. With all the great advancements and the availability of information, you would think that we would be improving, right? That, that society would be at a better place, right? Kind of like the, the idea of Star Trek. The more information we have, the more knowledge we have, the more peaceful we, we will be. But peace, morality, our condition, our human condition, continues to degrade to critical levels. See, the how and the what can easily be answered by Siri. But the why? The why seems to be elusive. Even ask Siri why, and oftentimes she'll, she'll not have an answer for the why. I feel this technological age is affecting us in a deep place. It's affecting our souls. I think it's, it's, it's hitting us like the desert sun, like the, the heat of the sun outside today. I think, I think it's hitting our souls like the sun hits the desert landscape. The sun is good, but too much is too much. And I think we could be facing that same sort of thing. Matter of fact, I have a video clip from the 80s that might illustrate the effects of technology, the effects of information, the effects of knowledge on our soul, much in the same way the sun affects the desert. Take a look at this video. Kill the stage lights, would you please? <laughs>
<laughs> Anybody remember The Three Amigos? 1986, that movie came out. Nice little 80s reference. Boy, I tell you, what, just like that, man, cool, clear water is good, isn't it? Mm. Mm. On a hot day when the sun is beating down, there is nothing better. I'm sorry. You can, you can get, take your iced tea. You can take your beer. You can take whatever you want. To me, nothing is more refreshing than crystal clear, clean water. Nothing quenches my thirst better than fresh, clear water. Mm, 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 mm. You know, water is the basis for all life here on earth. Three quarters of the earth, this planet, is covered with water. 66% of your body is made up of water. If, if, scientists will say you could survive without food for about 40 days. But water? You, you'd only go about five, maybe seven days max without water before you could die. It's recommended that a healthy person should drink four of these glasses of water, not necessarily with all this ice, but four of these glasses of water every day is what two quarts of water should be drank every day. Mm. Your body desperately needs that water. I wonder. I wonder how long a soul can go without refreshing. How long can your soul go without being refreshed like my body feels when I drink this water? A year? A month? A week? A day? In the barrenness of these modern times, with knowledge and information constantly hitting us. <coughs> Can't get it out. I feel like our souls look like that desert landscape, and it's drying up. It's becoming cracked, and it needs refreshing, desperately needing refreshing. And let me tell you, refreshing is not going to be found in some new philosophy. It's not going to be found in some postmodern thought. It's not going to be found <coughs> with some celebrity-endorsed cause. True refreshing is found in these ancient yet timeless scriptures called the Bible. God's Word is refreshment for my soul. It's refreshment for your soul. Listen to what the Bible states. God's Word is timeless. It's relevant for every generation. Take a look what it says in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8. 
<coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. This thing is timeless. This is more than an ancient history book. It's more than just good poetry. It's God's word. And it's refreshment for our soul. Seasons come and seasons go. Generations rise and fall. Kingdoms come and kingdoms go. But God's word still stands. This ancient text, timeless wisdom for our society today. Jesus reinforced this when he himself said these words in Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. Take a look what it says. It says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Jesus was very clear. Things are going to come and go. Trends, popularity, even heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not. Siri and Alexa may be able to answer the what or even the how, but God's word answers the what, the how, and more importantly, the why. It's full of timeless wisdom for our, inch, uh, for our instant world today. And this is what we're going to explore. This is what we want to do over the next few weeks here at Refinery Church through the month of July and August. We want to dig into these timeless scriptures and find out wisdom for our modern age. I've heard it said that we are knowledge rich, we are information rich, but we are wisdom poor. Where do we go to get wisdom? Wisdom. I want to tell you, we can find it right here in God's word. We're going to discover that this timeless wisdom found in Scripture is going to drop truth on us like a bomb. And it may even clear out some of the lies and misconceptions that you've heard or even adopted. It's going to give us the tools to live the life that God intends you to live. Wisdom to make the daily decisions that we need to make. Wisdom on how to interact relationally. Wisdom on how to even manage our finances. It's found in Scripture. Let me tell you a little bit about the Bible. If you're new to the Christian faith, if you're, maybe you're not even a professing Christian, but you're checking out you know, this thing called Christianity. Let me tell you a little bit about the Bible. I've got some fun facts I want to put up here for you. The Bible, Genesis to Revelation, was written over a 1,500-year period of time beginning with the first five books called the Pentateuch, which was written around 1440 B.C., inspired by God, and it ends with the book of Revelation written around 95 A.D. It's been said that, that the Bible starts with the closing of paradise, and it ends with paradise being opened. And the process from paradise to paradise is the redemption of humanity, God's story of bringing us back to paradise. It was written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit by over 40 authors, collaborators from every walk of life, the rich, kings, the poor, the pauper, the peasant, 
philosophers, fishermen, poets and scholars, all inspired by the same Holy Spirit. And you see the thread, the continuity from Genesis to Revelation. And it's undeniable that God's hand was not involved with that. He was absolutely involved with this. It was written on over three continents, in Asia, Africa, and parts of Europe. Oftentimes that can be what's confusing when people go to open up scriptures and begin to read it. Here in our Western thinking, here in the United States, we read some things and it can be a little confusing to us because we don't understand that it was written in a different culture at a different time. And contextually, they can be confusing. <coughs> the style and the thoughts are from a diverse culture, different from ours. It has been read and translated more times than any other written work. It has been read by more people, published in more languages. There have been more copies produced of its entirety and more portions of it and selections have been printed than any other book in history. Still to this day, the number one app downloaded on your mobile device is the Bible app. It is the book. I could go on and on. I could spend literally the next half an hour to an hour just telling you about the incredibleness of the God's, God's Word, how it survived throughout history, how leaders and kings and, and emperors and dictators have sought to destroy it. But the result was it flourished. It's God's Word. And what did Jesus say? Heaven and earth may pass away, but my Word will not pass away. People may try, but they will not succeed to quiet God's word. I could go on to talk about the details used to prepare and canonize scripture. But those are simply great facts about God's word. What we need is we need refreshing. Our soul needs to be refreshed daily regularly, ongoingly. Our spirit is screaming for refreshment. And, and, and like this glass of water, I can, um, I can know all the details about H2O. I can know the molecular configuration of H2O. I can even stick a thermometer in here and discover the temperature of this water. I can know everything about this glass of water. I can know where the glass was made. I can know all the details about it. But if it just stays in the glass, I will die of thirst. Isn't that right? I can have a head full of knowledge about God's Word, but if I'm not daily drinking it in, then my soul will die of thirst. Jesus says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled. Our thirst can be quenched from God's word. Water is the basis of all physical life. Our bodies will die without daily refreshment from water. God's word is the essential basis for our spiritual life, our eternal life. And it is literally health to our mind, our body, and our soul. 
Look at what Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 says. It says this. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life. Everybody say life. Life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. God's word is powerful. God, when he spoke, life happened. His spoken word was translated and put into print. And today we have access to God's word that is refreshment and life for our soul. So if you're thirsty... You come out of the heat, and I offer you a glass of water. You'd be a fool if you say, no, no, no. I don't really want it. <laughs> You'd be a fool not to partake. If your soul, soul, not your thole, but if your soul <laughs> is thirsty, I need more water. If your soul is thirsty, take a hold of this and begin to drink it in. Begin to drink it in. Now, I understand. I understand. It can seem overwhelming. Oh, my goodness, those are ancient scriptures. Uh, those, were, those were cultures that I don't understand. I'm not studied. I'm not learned. I, 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 you could do that, Kelly. You've been to school and you've studied these things, but me, I'm simple. Well, I'm going to simplify it for you. Over the next two months, we're going to get into God's Word together. And it's going to be very simple. And I promise you over the next two months, if you'll read with me, if you'll stay with me, if we'll journey together, your soul will be refreshed and you'll physically feel it. You'll know the difference because scripture says it is healing to your whole body. And like water to our body, we need God's word regularly. Regularly. Let me read to you what the psalmist says in Psalm chapter one. Take a look. Psalm chapter 1, beginning at verse 1, says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sitters, sinners, or join in with mockers. But, here's what they do. They delight in the law of the Lord. That's God's word. That's the Bible. Meditating on it day and night. And they are like trees planted along the riverbank bearing fruit each season, whose leaves, their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. See, the writer of Psalm acknowledges and recognizes the value of not only avoiding wrong things and bad counsel, but also of doing the right thing. And the right thing, according to the psalmist, is that we would delight in God's word, meditating on it taking it in daily, daily, not as a religious activity, but as a source of refreshment. Go a day without water. How will you feel? Uh, we've got a good friend of ours. Uh, <laughs> she seems to always think that a glass of water answers all the problems. If I see her, she oh, how are you doing, Kelly? Well, I'm a little tired today. Oh, you need some water. How you doing today, Kelly? Well, my foot's kind of sore. You need some water. <laughs> How you doing today, Kelly? Well, I, I don't know. I've got this, this thing going on. Well, let's get you some water. You're probably dehydrated. 
She understands the reality of we need water in our system and dehydration is, 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 a, is an issue. How about your soul? Our series, Truth Bombs, Timeless Wisdom for an Ancient World, is going to get into Scripture on a daily basis for us. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to journey together with one book. We're going to make it very simple. We're not going to go from Genesis to Revelation this summer. We're going to focus in on just one book, and we're going to read it together. Kind of like the celebrities when they give their, their book list. I think I mentioned that earlier. <clears throat> They'll say, hey, you know, I, watched, I saw Jimmy Fallon the other day. He goes, here are the five books I'm reading this summer. And he puts up these books. Oprah does the same thing. Here's the five books that I'm reading this summer. Well, here's the book we at Refinery Church are going to read. And it's the book of Proverbs. Everybody say Proverbs. Proverbs. Proverbs is the book. It's actually commonly called the book of wisdom. Mm, 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 mm. How many could use a little more wisdom? Wave at me if you could use a little more wisdom. I know all of us could. All of us could. Our summer challenge is we are going together, we are going to read the book of Proverbs twice. And here's how you do it. It's very simple. There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. How many days are in the month of July? 31. How many days are in the month of August? 31. Because the poem is 30 days, half September, April, June, and November, all the rest have 31, except for February and leap year. Okay. Did you catch that? <laughs> so there's 31 days in July and 31 days in August. Pick a day. What's today's date? Seven. The 7th. Read Proverbs chapter 7. Tonight when you go to bed, read Proverbs chapter 7. Now here's what I'm going to ask. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't start going, oh my gosh, I've got to study this out. I've got to give a report. I've got to give a three-page summary on what the, 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 the poet was saying here. No, that isn't what I want you to do. I just want you to read it. The month of July, <clears throat> very simple, just read it. If you want to write something down, if, if, you, if you're a journaler, if you, if you do something like that, go for it. But the challenge is simply this. Just read the chapter. I'm not going to ask any more of you. You want to go a little further? If you're an overachiever, go for it. But I'm just going to ask, read the chapter. Then in August, I'm going to have journals for you. Starting the 1st of August. And I'm going to ask you to take a journal... And as you read through Proverbs again, I want you to find something that just stands out to you, like a little gold nugget of wisdom. And you'll find one verse in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 4, I don't know. And you'll go, oh man, I needed this. And just going to journal a little bit on it. I'm going to teach us. Now, you may be a seasoned follower of God. You may have your own way of doing your daily devotions. I want to encourage you to keep doing that. But for us at Refinery, I want us to all get on the same page together and I want us to journey together so that we can get some of this timeless wisdom for our instant society. It is our summer challenge. Will you accept the challenge? How many of you with the raising of hands say, I'm going to take that challenge. I'm going to try that. I'm going to do a proverb every day, one of the chapters. And it's easy. It's easy. I do a lot of coaching with executives and I do what's called soul care. Uh, there, are, there are executives that get coaching in their leadership skills and their management skills. They come to me and they say, hey, will you help me with soul care? And I say, yes, well, let's talk about soul care. And one of the first things I always do is I say, okay, we're gonna go through Proverbs together. And I'm gonna have you read one proverb a day 
and they're going to gain wisdom from that. I, and every single time we do that, the executive looks at me and goes, man, I, I, I don't think I've read an entire chapter of the Bible in my entire life. Well, now you're going to get to read an entire book of the Bible in one month. They accept the challenge, and man, they get, many, they get so many of these golden wisdom nuggets that they draw from there, and they thank me, and I say, now keep doing that. Keep doing it. You can do that over and over and over again and get more and more gold nuggets of wisdom. Here are some things that you can look forward to as we start to get ready for summer. What does it mean to fear the Lord? Overcoming imbalance and addiction. The rewards and the benefit of good character. God's plan for blessing your finances. What is discipline and why should we embrace it? Because discipline is different than punishment. And we learn about that in Proverbs. So this summer, we're going to journey together. And each week, boom, there's going to be a bomb of truth that's going to be dropped every single week. And you're going to go, man, that was so good. Or you might come away going, ooh, gee, that kind of hurt. I wasn't ready for that one. But it's true. And I need to make some adjustments. That's what's good about going through Proverbs. So together, we're going to journey with this timeless wisdom for an instant society. We're going to begin right now with what you can expect and why we're doing this, beginning with Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. Take a look. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. So if you think you've already made it, you can get even wiser. And let those with understanding receive guidance. By exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. This is what we can expect this summer as we journey together through proverbs and we let these bombs of truth drop. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at wearerefinery. God bless.